0: Hello, and welcome to Praying for You, the podcast. I'm Bob, and joining me today is Nathan and And Abigail. Abigail, Hello, you two. How are you today?
1: Doing very well.
0: Enjoying the beautiful weather. Yes, yes, yes. We're in Northeast Alabama, and the weather has been, it was beautiful for a week, cooled off, was nice, and then it's been unseasonably warm, but uh, I have no complaints. Um, We are being spared some of the terrible weather that's hitting in other places so um, I'll take a little bit warm any day so how are you two feeling anything exciting new going on you want to talk about before we dive into the Bible study
1: I'm learning a lot in my history class at school it's been really encouraging it's kind of got me on a little bit of a history research kick so that's that's always fun when you're yeah. learning Relating it to scripture, too.
0: Yeah, and uh, Abigail, for those of you that don't know, is a student at the University of
1: North Alabama,
0: University <laughs> of North Alabama, University of North Alabama, and Nathan is a student at Northeast Community College, and so Nathan, uh, you're wrapping up your semester, and you're wrapping up this degree, and you're studying drafting, everything going well? Yep. Yep. Yep
2: about it, yeah.
0: That's about it, yeah. Okay, then. Well, if that's about it, no problems. Let's go ahead and jump into John chapter 17. And today we're going to wrap up looking at the high priestly prayer of Jesus. And uh, for those of you that have been listening, you know that we... Look at Jesus' prayer that he offered in the Sermon on the Mount that many people call that the Lord's Prayer, but really that's more of the model or exemplary prayer. Jesus introduces uh, principles of prayer, and here he puts those principles into practice. So in John chapter chapter 17, we see Jesus principles into practice as we're looking at this, what we call the high priestly prayer, as Jesus prays about his relationship between him and the Father. He prays for the disciples and he prays for us, his future followers. And so today we're going to be looking at Jesus praying for our abiding love, Jesus praying for our abiding love, and something that has come up recently. Is Someone was talking about why did Jesus pray to the Father? If he is God, then why would he pray? Well, Jesus is God. The Bible is very clear about that. Um, and if you believe the Bible, you believe what it says about Jesus. And therefore, I believe Jesus is God. And all through the prayer of John chapter 17, Jesus makes statements showing his equality with the Father. However, in the moment that he was praying this, it was in between the the Passover feast where Jesus instituted what we call the Lord's Supper or communion, and just prior to his arrest in the garden. It's in between those two events. And at that particular point, he is still very much man. I believe he is very much God, but at that point he was also man. He was God incarnate. And as such, he was subject to all the fears, all of the struggles, all of the pain, all the emotions that a man goes through. And so he exemplifies prayer through his communication with the Father, demonstrating their community. So communication, demonstrating community, his oneness with the Father. And then, as he talks about his oneness with the Father, then he draws us in through the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We receive him through faith, and then we become part of that communion. That's what the Lord's Supper is all about. So this prayer is a prayer of communion, if you want to look at it like that. So, we're looking at Jesus' praise for our abiding love, and we are in John chapter 17. And we're going to look at the last few verses, verses 24 through 26, and then we will get into prayer requests, and we will get into our, our prayer focus for the day. And just so you know, our prayer focus for today is love. Uh, I know that some people would say that, you know, that's something you would do around uh, Valentine's Day or whatever, but... Jesus talks about love here in this passage of scripture. We're going to talk about love. We're going to read another passage about love, and that's going to be our primary focus. It's going to be about love. About love. But we do have some prayer requests that have been uh, brought up, and we do want to be faithful to pray for those as well. So let's go ahead and look at John chapter 17, begin with verse 24. It says, um, does, "Do either one of you guys want to read?" I always, I always end up reading. I can do that. Okay, go ahead, Ab.
1: Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them.
0: Wow. So, it, it still amazes me to think that the creator of the universe is concerned for me, that he he cares for me as an individual, he loves me as a person, and that um, scripture talks about how he's making intercession for us, that he's continuing praying, that that he's still in communication with the Father and the Holy Spirit on our behalf, Um, and that they are concerned enough for us that they discuss us. I believe that, you know, there's there's that ongoing communion, there's that ongoing fellowship uh, amongst the, 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 the Godhead, and they then in turn minister to us. And then, again, these a lot of these things are beautiful, wonderful mysteries. You know, they're, they're amazing to contemplate, um, but if God was easy to comprehend, would he be God? You know, and I know that some people use that as a cop out. I'm not, I'm not saying we shouldn't contemplate God. I'm not saying we shouldn't study theology. I'm not saying we shouldn't examine his word. I, I, believe in praying and, and seeking him with all of your might. I mean, that's scripture encourages to do that, but I also know his, he, he is, he is, uh, boundless right. and he's eternal. And that, that's one of the amazing things about knowing him is that we can be in awe of his presence, glory in who he is and still have more to learn all the time. And so let's pick up with verse 24. Uh, Jesus says, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am. Um, you know, that's an amazing thing is that Jesus, he talked about prior in the book of John, how he was preparing a dwelling place for us, that he was going to prepare our ever forever home. And, you know, we call it heaven. um, There's new Jerusalem. There's different terms. But the understanding is, is that there's going to be a time where we abide with Jesus. And that's his desire. He wants us with him. The thing is, is he's not going to break his law to allow us to be with him. And he said the wages of sin is death. And even though he wants us with him. The only way we can access that is through faith, and God doesn't go against his word. He keeps every one of his promises, um, and the promise is that we can be in his presence, but it's only through faith, and he wants us to be there. So, uh, they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory with which you have given me. You know, that's that's an amazing thought that I believe we can experience God's glory now, I mean, through times of worship and times of prayer and interaction. And, um, I've seen some amazing things happen and I am left in awe of God. You know, it's emotionally uplifting. It's mentally grants me focus. It's intellectually stimulating. You know, it's all of these things that you say, who but God could do this. And it's a small component of the glory of God. And so just imagine about, how much of his glory or or what we will be able to, to see someday and what we'll be able to comprehend. Yeah.
1: And I want to point out that what it is that we have faith in to be able to be in the presence of God for eternity is we have the righteousness of Christ because there is no righteousness apart from that of God. And so when Jesus took our place in the, on the cross, we, We switched places. Yeah. And then afterwards, after someone comes to know Jesus and they accept him into their life, Jesus clothes that person with his righteousness. Yes. And so it's with the righteousness of Christ that we can enter heaven and fellowship with him.
0: Amen. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Uh, so I am that they may well let's see, that they may behold my glory which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. Um, you know, several times through this passage, Jesus talks about he and the Father and uh their relationship before the world even began. You know, it uh John uh talks about in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. And here Jesus is saying that uh, before the foundation of the world, and he introduces the word love here, and he's going to use it again. That word love, and and we're going to talk, talk about it more in a minute, but it's one of four words for love in the Greek, and I want to finish reading this and talk about that, but then we're going to wrap up talking about love, so we're going to come back to love in just a minute. So... Uh, that was in verse 24. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name. So Jesus, in revealing the Father to us, reveals his name. And all that means is when you look at someone's name, it's it's his character, it's his attributes, it's, it's who he is as a person. And Jesus, to know him, is to know the Father. And so Jesus has revealed God to us, and in revealing God to us, the Bible says uh, that we know love because of what D- Jesus has done for us. so in revealing God, Jesus reveals love, and John says in his uh, uh I think it's first John, God is love mm. so it's it's a beautiful picture, man. it's awesome. So, O righteous father, the world has not known you, but I have known you and these have known that you sent me and I have declared to them your name and will declare it. So why is Jesus doing all this? Why is he revealing the father? Why is he? uh, And and ultimately to reveal the father is to reveal God's love, which leads him to the cross. Why is he doing all that? That the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. You know, you have people ask you uh, a, a lot as a Christian, why, why Why did this Jewish guy have to die for me? Well, there's a lot of reasons. Primarily, we would say because sin, The wages of sin is death. And like, like Abigail said, Jesus took our place on the cross. He bore our sin debt for us so that we could have hope, so that we could have his, uh, the term is imputed. We could have his imputed righteousness. Mm -hmm. but ultimately Jesus says that I have revealed or have declared to them your name and will declare it that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them to know God is to know his love and to know love you know it's interesting in in the English language we use the word love for everything uh if you're talking to somebody or even if you're writing, you'd say stuff like, oh, I love pizza or I love my wife. Well, you love pizza very differently than you love your spouse. You love your kids. You love your best friend. You can say, oh, hey, I love my hobby or I love this football team or that football team. And we understand when you contextualize it, that hopefully you mean very different things to love for a hobby versus love for a child versus love for a spouse versus love for a food. These are, these are different relationships. These are different things going on. And we are limited in our vocabulary, you know, and we, we just use the word love as a, um, a verb and an adjective and just all kinds of stuff. We just throw it in all over the place. But in Greek, They have, and if you're a Greek speaker, and if I get this wrong, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce all of them, but there are four different words that they use for love. Um, One describes a uh, friendship kind of love. The other describes a romantic kind of love, a physical attraction kind of love. Um, Another, where we Philadelphia comes from phileo, which is a brotherly love. So there are words for love that you could use to to point out the difference between a love for a brother, a love for a friend, uh, a love for your spouse. But then there's also this love, uh, agape or agapao love, agape love, and you hear people kick that around, and they they talk about it as the, the love of God. Really, when you look at Greek literature and how it was used, the writers of the New Testament took that word and putting it in context, really really began to define it or describe it in a different way. It took on a whole new meaning in Scripture. Um, something far more of a godly type of love, a self-sacrificial love, a love that supersedes other loves. And to me, the best place to see a description of that love is 1 Corinthians 13. So in 1 Corinthians 13... This is the Apostle Paul writing about that kind of love we're talking about. 1 Corinthians 13, picking up with verse 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked. Thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. And now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Uh, I, I love that chapter in First Corinthians. And to me, it's, just, it's a beautiful love poem. Not so much that it's talking about, you know, when most people think of a love poem, of course, they think about, um, you know, if you're courting somebody or wooing someone or dating somebody, whatever you want to call it. Um, But to me, this is the most beautiful description of of love. And uh, again, the Bible says that we know that love because of who Jesus is and what he has done for us. We receive that love when we receive Jesus in faith, and Jesus wants us to experience that love. And he prays that we will do that. All right, so today we're going to pray for love, that our love will grow for our family of faith, that we will be knit together, that we'll be unified behind the cause of Christ and a desire to share that love. Along with that, we do have some prayer requests I want to mention. Uh, We still have upcoming mission trips this month for different teams. Um, Seeds of Faith is heading to Brazil. Brother Marshall is heading to um, Africa. Chad is heading overseas. Uh, uh, Brother Monty is heading to South Africa. And uh, there's a team going to India. So there are several things going on. We do have some um, forthcoming interviews, so please remember those. Also, the family that was attacked by hyenas Last report, they're still continuing to recover. um, And, uh, but this is going to be years of recovery Mm -hmm. and permanent disabilities as a result of that horrific attack. And so, uh, and yes, for those of you who haven't listened before, I did say hyena. Um, There was a family that was attacked by a hyena at their farm in Zimbabwe and uh we have been praying for them and um their uh the, the family that was attacked are related to a pastor who works with friends of ours and so um just please remember that family uh this last week i met a man named leo lytle leo lytle with leo lytle ministries um i bumped into him at a parking lot of a large shopping center he was giving away crosses um, these really nice crosses, and he was handing them out, and what it is, he's an evangelist, which means he tells people about Jesus, and he teaches others how to share their faith, and he travels around and does that full-time. Um, he does have a woodworking shop in Texas, and he was on his way to New England, I think. Uh, I should have written it down. That's what I get for trusting my memory, but he did give me his follow-up information, contact information, so I will be following up with Brother Leo, and we want to be faithful to him, um, but he said this kind of just grew up to where he was making some crosses in his shop, and he was giving them away, and he decided to go out to a street side one day to give away some crosses and pray with people, and opened up all kinds of great ministry opportunities. He was able to share his faith. Some uh, men that he met heard about it. They started making crosses for him, and now uh, I'm excited that I'll get the exact numbers, but he has given away thousands. I mean, he drives around in a van with a big flatbed trailer and all these crosses stock, st- um, stacked on it. When I saw him, he probably had two or 3,000 crosses, and he said those will be gone in this one trip. So he gives away thousands of crosses, but along with that, it opens doors to share who Jesus is and the significance of the symbol of the cross the cross itself has no power it's but it points people to jesus and what he accomplished there And so I think it's cool. And he gave me two and they are now up in my yard. So please remember brother Leo Lytle and uh, his ministry and the team that assists him and what he's doing. Also, we had another prayer request for Texas from Texas. Um, there's a family that is going through a divorce and there are, um, all divorces are hard, but there are some extenuating circumstances with this that make this situation extremely difficult. And so, uh, there was a prayer request for a family in Texas, and there's uh, uh people going through a divorce. Also, I'm surprised we haven't mentioned it prior, uh, I try to pray for the things that people mention to me and the stuff that people talk about, but we have been cl- following fairly closely the war in Ukraine, and uh, somebody mentioned it and and, and asked to pray. And so we just need to pray that the Lord will bring peace to that situation and that uh, diplomacy will miraculously work. And we know that God can work even in the most tragic of circumstances to draw people to him and to bring hope and healing. But people are always people. And uh, it's a shame and it's heartbreaking when you see what's happening. I don't care which side of the conflict you're on. War brings pain. Period. And um, whether or not you think this is a just or unjust war, I believe that, you know, I, I don't see the point behind it, but I don't want to get into the politics of it. That would be for a different podcast. The thing is, the result is that there are hurting people. There are homeless people. There are people suffering and that needs to stop. That needs to stop, and so we need to pray over that situation. Also, a uh, request for the people recovering from the hurricane in Puerto Rico. Um, the, There's quite a bit of devastation. Uh, it's going to be an ongoing period of recovery there. Also, I heard that the Turks Caicos Islands uh, also was hit. You know what? I need to follow up. I just thought about that. Uh, I used to spend quite a bit of time in the Turks Caicos Islands um, doing... Um, evangelism and missions work uh, but it's been some years since i've been down there so i need to follow up and see if we had any of our friends that were affected by that also prayer requests for a ministry team that is attending a conference in montgomery alabama um, they are uh, attending a conference dealing with addiction recovery and faith-based support so please be praying for that ministry team also uh, prayer request for bruce and marcia uh, Bruce has health issues, and Marcia, his wife, is uh, ministering to him, and they are precious people, and we have interviewed them previously. Uh, we have prayer requests for Samuel, Ian, and Jamie. Uh, these are people to pray for their salvation, Samuel, Ian, and Jamie. Also, prayer for a youth group in Georgia. Um, that they will continue to grow together as a group, and that if there are any there that are unsaved, that they would come to know the Lord, and that they would have a ministry impact in that community. Uh, prayer request for a family member who's returning from the hospital. It's a praise; they praise the Lord, but there's going to be ongoing recovery. And there's, you know, when people come home from the hospital when it's an ongoing recovery, uh, you know, creates a lot of issues in the household. So pray for that. Also, be in prayer for a. Uh, Uh, One of our friends has requested prayer for his family. His father is in hospice care. He knows his father is a Christian, loves the Lord. He knows where his father is going, but still they are dealing with this in his father's final days. Oh, and uh, last thing, um, if you have any prayer requests yourself, please remember to email them to us at prayingforyouandyours at gmail praying for you and yours at gmail also you can follow our blog and find out more about our band at facemusicgroup.com face f-a-c-e so that's facemusicgroup.com or face FaceMusicGroup.ART, and uh, please be praying for us, the band. We will be recording. Um, we are taking a, a break from performing to allow Abigail's throat to 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 stay strong for this uh, upcoming recording sessions. And then once the recording sessions are are, are done, then we'll start uh, booking performances and things like that again. Um, so please. Uh, be in prayer for that and we're looking forward to having some finished songs so we can post them on online. Alright, I'm going to ask uh, Nathan if you would. Why don't you start us in prayer? Uh, Nathan, and uh, remember that I really want us to pray for love and all, uh, you know, that we'll be united as a family of faith no matter where we may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Abigail, you pray and then I'll close us out. Dear Lord, Jesus. I just
2: want to say thank you for this time. And I just want that. My desire is that all Christians and this world can come together and pray to you and realize that it's the love that they show to other people, the love of Christ, that that's what changes the world and. Uh, Pray for unity, not just here in my nation, but for all all nations, so, because it seems like a tumultuous time in this world, it seems, but read history, it seems, it's always been a tumultuous time, tumultuous. it's always been a crazy time, so Lord, I just want to pray for all the people that serve you and love you, that no matter what happens in their lives, they can look to you for their comfort and guidance.
1: Lord, uh, thank you for the opportunity to be here, um, Jesus. The young people in our lives who uh, don't know you, Lord, I ask that I ask you for their salvation, and Jesus, that if we're the ones who need to um, share more about about the gospel, Lord God, then please lay it on our hearts and show us how to do that. And um, Lord, with the war in the Ukraine, Jesus, I ask that. You would use this for people to seek you for salvation.
0: Lord, as we contemplate your love for us, Lord, we're also challenged in our love for one another that we can exhibit that love when people are difficult to love, when they're being very unlovely. Um, And, Lord, it's easy to love people who are going to love you back, but it's very difficult to show love to difficult people. And so, Lord, we pray for the wisdom and the patience to demonstrate your love and to truly reveal who you are through love to this world that so desperately needs you. And, Lord, we do lift up the family in Texas who are going through this time of personal crisis. We lift up Brother Leo Lytle Ministries and he and his precious wife to you and what they're seeking to do to lead people to you. Father, we pray for the diplomatic process in the Ukraine, that wisdom would prevail, that peace would be restored, and Lord, that lives could be healed and, and that uh, people could get back to um, focusing on the day-to-day uh, struggles of life rather than these horrific situations they're being forced into as a result of this conflict. Lord, we pray for those who are in Puerto Rico, we lift them to you asking that uh, all the resources and all the things that they need in order to recover from this hurricane, as well as the Turks Caicos Islands and other islands that may have been impacted as a result of this storm, Lord God, we pray for those people uh, and that uh, that electricity would be restored quickly and that the resources would get to the right place, Lord. Father, we lift the ministry team to you that is attending this conference, Lord, these are, are, are people who love you and they want to minister to people who are struggling with addiction and they want to be further equipped. And so, Lord, we lift them to you and, and uh, we ask that they would receive all that they need from this conference, that they will walk away from this conference, uh, a conference further equipped and encouraged. Lord God, to be steadfast in the ministry that you called them to accomplish. Lord, we pray for Bruce and Marcia. Thank you for their friendship. Thank you for their ministry. Thank you that they're part of our family, Lord God. And we ask for healing for Bruce. Lord, we lift Samuel, Ian, and Jamie to you, Lord God. Uh, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would convict them, that you would draw them. Lord, that you would put Christians in their path that would constantly be sharing your truth and love. Lord, that, uh, that people who are hypocritical and angry or might drive a wedge between them and you, Lord, that they would be removed from their path. But they would come in contact, Lord God, with people who honor and worship you and want to reveal your love to them. Father, lift the youth group in Georgia, and Lord, Uh, We pray that your love would permeate there, that even as young people, they would see you for who you are. They would celebrate and glory in your presence. And Lord, through your work in their life, we could see others come to know you in faith. Father, we pray for the family situation with Ron returning from the hospital after surgery. We we pray for that recovery, and we pray that uh, the family will be able to minister adequately there. And Father, we pray for peace in the situation, that your love would overshadow the grief and the hurt that's going on in this family as the father is in hospice care, Lord God. So Lord, we lift these requests to you. Jesus, we love you, and we thank you so much for first loving us. You are worthy of all of our praise, and we celebrate you, Lord Jesus, in your most precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, again, you can send us your prayer request to praying for you and yours at gmail. Appreciate you so much. Thanks for listening.